Hockey fans, and how are you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talk Show, right here on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. We are podcasted, streamed, you know, via the internet, however you do that. Uh, that's a mystery to me, but it doesn't matter. You're here, you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. I'm co host Tom. I've got, as always, uh, with me co host Jared. Uh, Jared, how are you doing today? Very good, Tom. Very right good. On. Yeah, it's, it's a beginning. beautiful Monday. It's a beautiful Monday. Uh, it's it's actually starting to feel like December in Winnipeg. Yeah. We got a little bit of the white stuff on the ground. Uh, finally, we talked about this last week. So, uh, you know, it's nice to see. I could do without the ice on the roads, but, you know, <laughs> way she goes. Get, way she goes. Yeah, what are you going to do? trucks out there soon enough. But, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, like you say, it's finally kind of feeling like winter in Winnipeg a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're here to talk a little hockey. So today is season six, episode eleven. We're gonna call this one <laughs> the Casparitis, the Darius Casparitis. Uh, maybe not your first choice for a number eleven uh, listener. Um, you know, like, but in the past we've done Messier, we've done Danny Cleary, we've done Mike Gartner, uh, Mike Gartner, <laughs> Mike Gartner's mustache last yeah. year yeah and uh you know there's a lot of great number 11s out there but we just thought number 11 darius casparitis would segue nicely to something else we kind of want to talk about and, uh, in and, a minute so and you know he was he was kind of a hated player on the ice but honestly yeah. he's kind of a beauty too like he yeah <laughs> you that hair he always had the hair going Hel- helmet was it almost seemed like it was a little too small for yeah. the amount of hair that he had going on and yeah. uh he was known for like lowering the boom not always yeah. in the nicest he- legal way but no it was a different time but you know what he was he was a regular on Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em oh yeah videos you know like it, it, every christmas or not every christmas but like a lot of kids at christmas in the stocking or under the tree, mm-hmm. there's a v- new VHS tape. And you know, just if you see that VHS shape, you're like, it's Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and Darius Casparitis was on Rock'em Sock'em. Which, as a European player, was kind of a rare feat as well. Yeah. He was one yeah. of, you know, uh, Old Grapes wasn't necessarily a fan of uh, the Euros, but uh, he seemed to like Darius Casparitis in the way, the hard-nosed way that he played the game. Uh, I think, uh, we also got to give a shout out to our pal, Brad Lowen, who yeah. still rocks the white Casparitis Islanders jersey, uh, at, uh, at beer league skates, which, <laughs> such a, yeah, such an odd choice for a jersey to have, I find. And like Brad's game is nothing 
like Darius no, Casper, no. Right? you know. No. So, yeah. It's interesting. Well, have to I'll have to when I see him uh, I'm supposed to see him tomorrow night at hockey. I'll tell him we gave yeah, him a, sh- a, a shout out and uh yeah. I think I've asked him before. Uh but yeah. I mean, he's been rocking <laughs> that he's been that jersey yeah. is old. Like that yeah. jersey's been around for a while cuz that's that's where Casparita started. Uh, his career, he was drafted fifth overall in 1992. Yeah, pretty that- high pick for 92 for a Russian, I think. Like, cause that the wall had only come down, the Iron Curtain had only just been peeled back, and um, well, yeah, so in 92, uh, was a it was an expansion year, and so uh, Tampa right. and Ottawa, I think, flipped a coin for. Uh, the first overall pick, and oh, Tampa got uh, Roman Hammerlick, a Czech player, and then uh, the Senators took Alexi Yashin, who uh, yeah. was very, very divisive. Uh, Mike Rathke yeah. and Todd Warner went third and fourth, and then Casparitis uh, at number five. That's a not a bad, kind of a bizarre a, draft, though. I yeah. mean, like. Like Roman Hammerlick had a long career, and so did Casparitis, and they were both like effective, solid NHLers. Yashin, well, he had some hands, but he didn't do too much because uh, of his it, attitude, I guess. And yeah. Then, uh, to be fair, uh, looking at the rest of the first round, it was pretty garbage. Uh, yeah. Probably the best player uh, came at number fourteen. Uh, Sergey Gonchar went to uh, yeah, went to Washington. Uh, your Winnipeg Jets. And number seventeen took the immortal Sergey Bouton. Oh, was, Bouton! Yeah, yeah, not a great. It seems not like a it was great... a big draft for Russians. Then I guess they, you know, the NHL general managers must have been very into the idea of uh, drafting some Russians with uh, the see. with One, the two, opening three, of the borders four, or whatever five. happened there. Five Russians and one, two, three, four, four Czechs plus. Casparitis, who was from yeah. Lithuania. Okay. So, so yeah, Casparitis, he wore number 11 for the Islanders from 92 to 97. Then he goes over to Pittsburgh for a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not wear number 11. And then he switched to 11 That after that sort of first season in Pittsburgh or the first, I don't know, handful of games, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then he, uh, he was in Colorado at the end of his career towards the end of his career he wore 11 there and then the last couple years he played for the rangers yep and he did he did not wear 11 he wore number six but his his career numbers see i i, I mostly remember him as i would say an islander and a penguin i guess um, Sure. but yeah his career numbers 14 years in the nhl 863 career regular season games he scored a whopping 27 goals 136 assists for 163 points. But you know where his specialty lied? In the sin bin. He had 1,379 career penalty minutes in the regular season. Um, He did add in the playoffs another 83 games played and another 107 PIMS. So, you know, he was one of those rugged 90s defensemen, right? Like just a big boy on the blue line. Yeah. Knocking him down. He's famous for, well, knee-on-knee hitting Mario <laughs> yeah. and uh, knocking out Eric Lindros. Yeah. So, uh, in his, rook- his... Rook- rookie season, 92-93, he uh, uh, was 
was discredited by hockey journalists for showing an unusual lack of respect and deference for established NHL stars. And uh, he and Lemieux kind of went at each other during the 93 uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, at what point, Kasparitis stuck his dirty hockey glove right in Lemieux's face. And then after the game, when he was asked about it, said, I don't worry whether someone hates me if they were from Pittsburgh. I want people to like me on Long Island. If I'm traded to Pittsburgh, I want them to like me there. It's just a business. And so later he was traded to Pittsburgh, um, <laughs> which is that's kind of a great answer, though, you know, and like maybe there's too much buddy buddy in the NHL today. But you know what? We're going to transition from talking Casperitis and his uh, dirty old mitts and big old knee. Yeah. To a little bit of mayhem in the NHL this weekend uh, will lead with the neon neon Kyle Connor. So uh, no word yet. Uh, you know, at time of recording here, as which uh, is a little earlier on Monday, uh, as to you know if there's going to be any, uh, if if Connor's out long term, if there's any, you know, we, we don't know. Um, but man, what did you think of that whole play? I didn't see it live. I was uh, I was out and about last night, so I didn't get to see the game. But um, it's I mean, you know, highlights or whatever. But it's it's tough because obviously you hate to see it. You hate mm. to see one of our skilled players uh, go down like yeah. that. Um, we were talking about it this morning, uh, and uh, the male the male guy, uh, Jer, co- who comes in. We talk uh, talk sports, do a sports yeah. recap every Monday morning, and I only saw the highlights. He had watched the game in person, and he said that it was he doesn't think that it was intentional and it was an unfortunate collision um rick bonus disagrees <laughs> great i kind of disagree too i think strom yeah. put his leg out sure. i think he stuck it out yeah and, and you know like he could have not done that right like he yeah, could have sure. avoided putting his knee out like that and uh or his leg out or whatever so i i i, I would disagree with the mailman on yeah. that one maybe he he always <laughs> delivers but on that take, maybe not so much. Um, but I wish he goes. Yeah, no, and I mean, it's unfortunate because because KFC is is kind of the he's the trigger man for the Jets, right? Like for sure. I mean, he's got 17 goals so far. He puts up a lot of offense. That line's been humming of him, Shifley, Ehlers, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it, hopefully he doesn't miss much time. But you know, while he's out. It's going to be another case of next man up for the Jets, and uh, probably we'll see Velarde get bumped back up to the top line. He scored the game you know, winner last night. He yeah, looked pretty with good. The beautiful deflection there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. and uh, so the Jets had the come from behind win against Anaheim. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then uh, Shifley, you know, he he like to see that. Not much, not much of a fighter, but he he's not afraid to do it. And I'll tell you, he's got a little bit of that. I don't know if I can say this piss and vinegar he's got it back that he kind of lost after the evans incident when montreal fans were like threatening his life or whatever yeah you know and he kind of went tame a couple years it seems like shifley's got it back yeah and as a jets fan you love to see it well yeah he was uh an assist away from uh the old gordie howe hat trick last night right yeah yeah, yeah it was, it's so good. Close. You like to see it. You like to see, I mean, defending 
their their fellow teammate there. Yeah. Uh, it was a good win. It was a good win for the Jets. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, our, our our pal Nino jumped in, uh, got a got another goal, and uh, Morgan Barron. So yeah. scoring from uh, all four lines. Yeah. Which... And they're going to have to do that if Connor is out for any amount of time. So yeah, hopefully definitely. he's not. But you know, um, that's hockey, right? Injuries. It's and geez, it just it seems like maybe the time of year where injuries start piling up for teams. Uh, there was a couple other crazy incidences on the, in the NHL on the weekend. Yeah, let's maybe start with the uh, Columbus Florida melee. That was freaking wild. Yeah, um, Nick Cousins delivers a bit of a check. Well, not a bit. A check from behind to Good Branson, Eric Good Branson, who's no, he's no uh, feather duster. You know, yeah. he's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, Cousins caught him behind the net with a check from behind. Uh, I don't know, like it, there was no major penalty or anything like that. So Cousins was still in the game. A little later, he's coming down Good Branson's side on the wing. And Good Branson just, you know, basically foregoes any thought of defense and bear hugs and body slams uh, cousins and then starts feeding them some some righties, some yeah. knuckle sandwiches. It, and, and it uh, was tough. It was tough to see because the, the angle uh, of the highlights that I saw is he gets put he gets put in the bear hug and he gets wrestled to the ice and the crowd just erupts. <laughs> yeah. Not not much to cheer about in Columbus this year. No, but, but you know, yeah. Yeah. the the exchanging of seasonal greetings in that sort of fashion is going to make any crowd happy. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that honestly, like in a way, kind of good for good Branson. Oh, you got to stick up for yourself. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I kind of mentioned this to you before we recorded, but I don't think that would have happened had uh, Aaron Ekblad not kind of interfered in the fight that was about to happen right after that initial dirty hit. Right. Um, so good Branson goes down after that initial hit and then he kind of gets back up and he goes at Kachuk mm-hmm. and just as he's kind of about to go introduce himself or not Kachuk, but, um, cousins, just mm-hmm. as he's about to go introduce himself to cousins, Ekblad comes in and, and kind of, you know, interferes in that whole situation. So basically cousins is still not answered for that hit. Yeah, and then Good to... Branson, you know, obviously took matters into his own hands with that one. Some so. umbrage, right? Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> police yourself, police yourself. Yeah. And then, and then the other wild uh, yeah. incident. We gotta, we gotta wrap up here pretty quick, but I think don't we? Uh, uh, or we, we got get, a few minutes. We, we got a few we minutes. A few but, minutes. But, yeah, but um, this one, this one incident. was really un- unfortunate because, yeah. I mean, never do you want to see a player take a stick no. to the head. And yeah. uh, this was a two for one. Here. Yeah, two for like, one, two for one deal in uh, uh, the game between Ottawa and Detroit. Uh, yeah. Detroit's on the power play. Uh, Dylan Larkin, very skilled player for the Red Wings, uh, I believe. Having a great their, season. Their captain. I really like Dylan Larkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's doing his thing. He's in front of the net, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Mathieu Joseph comes up behind him. Kind of gives him a cross check in the back of the head, and he drops uh, like a like a sack of potatoes, and he is yeah. sprawled on the Just, ice. Yeah, and, and then Joseph kind of skates away, 
And then David Braun comes in and just gives uh, Anton, is it Anton or Arters or Zub? Uh, Artem, I think. Artem. Artem, Artem Zub yeah. got got the brunt of that. He paid. Yeah, he just happened to be standing <laughs> there and Perron was like, you're wearing white, I guess. So, yeah, he gives him the cross check to the head, to the Pretty, face or whatever. And I mean, you know, one of the more sort of, and the Joseph one was not good, but the Perron one was super blatant. Yeah. Super yeah, it blatant. Was. Uh, um so it, it it was tough to see and I mean uh they're going to go and uh visit the uh the uh They're going to have a visit with our pal uh <laughs> Colin Campbell. Colin Campbell, yeah, or, yeah. uh whoever it is nowadays at the Department of Player Safety, but yeah, it was uh like I yeah, uh Joseph's um sort of cross check or or whatever to to Larkin. Yes, it went high. I don't know that it was super intentional. You know what I mean? No, but I mean It's hard to tell. It's you hard can't to really tell. read intent. And and you know, anytime that you're bringing your stick up uh towards another player's head in a <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> a, put, a a cross checking motion. Uh, I mean, gonna, it's never yeah, good. Exactly. You know, there no. there are things and, that you don't do. Intent or not, you got to be held responsible, responsible for your stick uh, yeah. and and where you're putting that thing. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you know, I can you imagine should probably see a little bit of uh, discipline as well. well However, it is um, uh, Peron who's got the the in person hearing, yeah, which I think means minimum a couple games or couple something. Games. Well, and I think Good Good Branson's going as well. Yeah. So, you know. Be a crowded waiting room. Yeah. I, I mean, some guys are going to lose some money. Some guys are going to lose some time on the ice. Yeah. It's you the, know, hol- it's the, the holidays. What do you, you know, what yeah, are you going to yeah. do? Season's greetings. <laughs> uh, you never know what is going to, like, how the, how the league, league is going to rule. Because you had that whole Jacob Truba's uh, slash to the head of, uh, I forget who it was. Uh, Frederick on Boston. Oh yeah, and all he got was a, you know, a three or five thousand dollar fine, which to Jacob Truba is a night on the town in New York City. Yeah, like, eh, no big difference to him. No. Um, or you know his team because he doesn't miss a game or yeah. a practice or anything. Yeah. So um, what it's, are you gonna? Uh, yeah. It's a mystery. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we got to wrap up. Our first segment. Uh, do you want to tell folks what we're what we're doing for the rest of the show, though? It's kind of it's yeah, kind so, of uh, kind of fun. Kind of yeah. For the rest of the show, we go a little bit off script, I guess. Uh, oh, it's that, off. It's definitely off script. Yeah, in that. Um, so we're going down to the rink, and we got some rink banter for you. We just recorded live. I mean, you know, live to tape from the rink on Thursday night. We were down watching uh, a little bit of rec league hockey at the Garage League of Hockey. So. Um, we talk a little bit about that. We talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the NHL and just hockey in general, whatever comes to mind, really. We're yeah, just we're just, just at the rink shooting the breeze. Some real um, stream of consciousness. Uh, yeah, stuff. so a little different maybe than our normal programming, but uh, uh, a good time nonetheless. So yes. that'll be coming up right after uh, this song that we're going to throw to, which is B.A. Johnson. So he released an album just in time for the Great Cup there back a, a month or so ago. And, uh, you know, he's a noted Hamiltonian and uh, not a fan of the Argos, Jared. So Who is um, really? 
my dad is actually yeah. Uh, shout out but, to Tom's dad. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is B. A. Johnson's song. I love you as much as uh as the Toronto art. The... <laughs> what is it? I can't get the name of it right. I love you as much as the Toronto Argonauts suck. Is that correct? I, I'm yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, good enough. Uh, yeah, no B. A. Rolls, and uh, here's his song on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. I hate the double blue, but guess what, baby? I love you because you look so great and you're so funny. And I hate the Toronto Argo so much. I hope they never win again. I don't care. They only got like 16 fans. And all the fans from Oshawa. I'm sorry, Oshawa, but the Argos, they suck so much. I'm holding you in the TV's glow. Watching the Calgary Stampeders beat the Argos. I hate both teams so much, but only one of them a lot. I love you as much as the Toronto Argos suck. They suck so much, but big, you're the opposite of Argos suck. Hope they lose till the day. But I love you so much, I'll buy you $12 Coors Lights all day. That was B.A. Johnston with his song, I Love You As Much As The Toronto Argos Suck, off his uh, new album called Argos Suck, uh, released just in time for the Grey Cup back in November, Jared. Uh, B.A., of course, is a, a very Hamilton guy, big Ty Cats fan. But we're not here to talk CFL football, Jared. We're here talking hockey. Uh, we're at the rink uh, as... As we told you we would be before the song break. <laughs> yeah. We're here now. And, uh, Jared, on the on the docket of things to talk about, um, you know, the Christmas season, 
I would say it's upon us. I would say it's upon us. Trees up in my house. Yeah, trees up in my house. I even have a couple outdoor decorations up for the first time in... Uh, I, I actually plugged in my Christmas lights uh, yesterday, two okay. days ago. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as uh, being in the season now, the NHL... Every team kind of has their wish list. And we touched on this last week, Jared. Maybe the Jets knocked a little bit of business. They, they checked something off on their wish list yeah. when they signed Nino Niederreiter. And uh, they we talked last week about uh, wanting to see Brossois get some more time. And then that, he, he that, played and yeah. played very well. Yeah. They were, the memes going around after that game, the 2-1 win against Carolina, in which uh, Laurent Brossois made 40 Two saves, something yeah, like that. had himself a game he, for the, sure. The memes were uh, the brass wall. Uh, oh, come on. Which I'm like... <laughs> Bring, bringing back the Boulin wall? Yeah, I think that's kind of the play, like what it was going off, but I'm not really entirely sure what a brass wall is. Uh, it's nothing, Tom. Yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> well, anyway, so the Jets get a couple of things ticked off the old Christmas wish list, but... Let's start in the central since you know we're there. Yeah. What uh, what are what are some of the other teams in the central maybe looking for for a Christmas uh, a, a Christmas gift? I mean, I think with Colorado, it's probably pretty straightforward. They'd like to see Landeskog on their team at some point. They'd like to see Landeskog. They'd like to see all their injured guys be healthy. Yeah, uh, they've definitely had problems with injuries in the first. Uh, First part of the season here, uh, defensive core uh, is down. A couple of guys, McCars missed time. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Gerard had to step away for a little bit. Yeah, Nichushkin's out right now. Uh, I think it's just maybe under the weather. You know, he's got that Russian flu. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but they, they definitely Def are a team that has had injury problems. Yeah. So, but it, positionally, like... Let's say everybody's healthy. Positionally, is there anybody that you can think of that, uh, or, or a need that Colorado has? Because they're sitting, they're essentially sitting in first in the Central. Right. Um, you well, know, they're one of the top teams in the West for sure. I put them right there with LA and uh, Dallas and, and Vegas. And Vegas. Dallas, yeah, as well. Dallas looks good. I think those are probably going to be your top four. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I mean, Colorado. You know that. The type of organization that they are, they're always going to make some sort of move, uh, whether it's early or whether it's at the deadline. Yeah. And they tend to go out and get sort of proven playoff veteran type yeah. players. And In the I'm, last few years, they've certainly made some very nice pickups, you know, at the deadline just to kind of bolster their lineup where you thought, oh, I don't really know how they could bolster their lineup. And then they go and pick somebody up and it's been a nice move. Um, I think <clears throat> of those other top teams that we just mentioned, your LA Kings, your your mm -hmm. Vegas Golden Knights, your Dallas Stars, and we did touch on LA last week as well. Yeah. Um, but I think if if there's one thing I could see LA maybe needing or mm -hmm. wanting, mm -hmm. maybe just a little insurance in net. Yeah. You know. Not to replace Cam Talbot because he's been playing superbly, but <laughs> no. And if you remember when uh, was it when he was playing in Minnesota and Minnesota went out and got Mark Andre Fleury, 
Cam Talbot wasn't too happy about that. No, he wasn't. And so maybe that's the wrong move that's entirely. A, that's the wrong. But, you know, L.A. is maybe a goaltending injury away from... Being in a bit of trouble. You know, being in some trouble for sure. Sorry, I had to pause there. A second breakaway from Shane Mason, a.k.a. Twirly Mustache. I will tell you, listeners, the mustache isn't there this year. No, I hope he brings back the yeah, mustache. He was a I'm, real fan favorite. For uh, selfish reasons, I yes. really want to see the mustache come back. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? If I'm if I'm the Kings, you know, some sort of goaltending reinforcement because that has actually been an issue for them in past years. Yep. And Talbot's been great this year. Um, but I don't know. It's it. Karma has a weird way of kind of coming around again, right? It does. And sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make, right? Right. And so I'll tell you the one thing the Kings don't really need is another centerman. No, they're, they're pretty, th- pretty strong down the middle. They are. I would say maybe in the league the strongest down the middle. Oh, definitely of all the teams. Uh, their D, the the D core, is a little bit on the young side, so maybe a veteran defenseman. I yeah. gotta think that San Jose is gonna be a, a big seller. Yeah, and they've got a couple of guys who are pretty tested. Uh, well, Vla- one- Vlasic, Couture, sure. Who knows I mean, how much those guys got one, left one in the tank? One guy I heard the name of on San Jose is Mario Ferrari. Uh, no, Ferret. Mario Ferraro. Ferraro. <laughs> Not Ferrari? Yeah. He's a uh, real fast car. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is a guy who's a kind of a stay-at-home defensive defenseman. He's a, uh, a shot-blocking master. Um, you know, he's, he's, I think, what a lot of teams would like. Uh, and well, apparently what, he's only on like a two point five million dollar contract ish. Well, and, when, and I think when we were talking about him earlier this season, it, it was because he was a guy that we thought maybe the Jets should go get. Not that right. we need another defenseman right no. now, but I mean, you look at Toronto. Here's a team. So if we're talking Christmas wish lists, you know everybody's talking Toronto because everybody loves Toronto. Of so, course. They've obviously got a need on the back end, right? Like the the defense is hurting. I don't know about suspect, but it's not great. It's thin. And with the season-ending injury to John Klingberg, became yeah. well, and Giordano a bit, is out. A little bit uh, thinner. You know, they've they've got some guys playing D right now that started in the AHL. Um, and, you know, they, they've been, I think, probably filling in admirably, but it being Toronto, the limelight is on them. Every media outlet speculates 24 hours a day about what they need. Yep. And, um, yeah, the need is for a defenseman, I think, there. So, you know, I don't know. Like, I guess we didn't really stay in the Central too long, but, like, <laughs> if you think about... Are we talking another breakaway by Shane Mason right now? My apologies, listener. There's a oh, little nice uh, didn't beat, quite nice save. turned into more of a two-on-one there, but um, yeah, like across the league, you think about teams who are going to be sellers. Do you think the Montreal Canadiens are going to be sellers, or what's kind of their? What do they have to sell? Right. They well, got they've got Sean Monahan. I was going to say they got Monahan. They've got Josh Anderson. They have parts for sure. Yeah, a lot of their 
a lot of their guys are young. Oh, there's, and, uh, there's a goal by uh, the spare parts. I didn't catch who that was. Uh, Big shot from the blue line, though, beating uh, yeah. the... That was uh, an old-fashioned slap shot. Le Mitten, Beat him uh, Malad, uh, goaltender. It's Max Power. and Max uh, Power. Max Griffin, my uh, pet name for him is Max <laughs> Power. Started at Apocalypse a few years ago, and I was announcing and all I had was a first name to work with. So, you know. But he he's a powerful goalie, so... It is true. The name um, does fit. Yeah. The name fits. Uh... So the Canadian Canadians could definitely be. I mean, I don't think that they're gonna. Oh, and just uh, like that, the uh, Malad come title. back yep. almost immediately. Might have been tipped. I think it was a point shot from Chung Tran. Did Carter tip that? He's coming over to. Uh... Okay. Yes. And so Carter, <laughs> the car guy, is coming over here to tell us that was a backhand or top cheddar, and. Uh, I think uh, you'll find the replay is pretty accurate on what he just said there. So um, definitely not a tipped shot from the point. Uh, yeah. So we've got ourselves quite a garage league game here. We haven't even really mentioned what we're even watching. We just said we're at the rink. But we're here. It's the Le Mitamalad and the spare parts. Spare parts at the top of the heap in the standings. The Mitamalad are uh, chasing them. They're not too far behind. And so this is, in some ways, a bit of a battle for first oh, place. Oh. Although I'm not sure that with a win, the Mitemalad could pass them because... I think, because that's how close it is. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I believe so. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh, it's not like we do the stats No, anything. it's not like I'm updating the website or anything and should know these things. Um, and if you're interested, uh, listeners... Do check out garageleague.ca, click on the stats uh, page, and peruse your way around. You'll see uh, what a fine job we've it's been a, doing. It's a pretty comprehensive stats package. Yeah. Very yeah. nicely done. Yeah. We've got a minute remaining in the first period, tied up at ones. Uh, I would say it's been a pretty even game so far. Even uh, maybe a little tilted more towards... The spare parts net, uh, but that that slapper from I think it was Furman number 33. Um, nice shot. The slap shot, Jared. You ever take those? You like them? Not a big fan of not the slap a, shot. Not a slap shot guy. Memorous shot guy. Oh, I I love teeing them up. Honestly, uh, not the most effective shot in the world usually, but. <laughs> I do really just love winding up and, uh, you know, clapping it, connecting. Oh, and uh, Rand co-host Randy, he tried the drop pass there. Didn't, didn't quite work. His uh, intended target just about took his own knee out trying to catch that one. Uh, there's the buzzer. We'll wrap it up for this first segment. We're going to throw to a song here. Do you know what we're playing? No. <laughs> Why don't we play some uh, Elliot Brood? We need CanCon. You're a big fan of the Elliot Brood. And I love Brood. them. You love and the so Brood. let's just go to Elliot Brood right here on Talking Hockey, the hockey talking show. Can I sleep for a while? Eighteen, will I shake the wall? 
and we are back that was Lindsay by Elliot Brood a song not about a lady named Lindsay but the town named Lindsay Lindsay Ontario I you ever the, been to Lindsay Ontario I had the pleasure of living there for uh, almost a year a school year basically I went to college there what and, college uh, is in Lindsay sorry what college is in Lindsay uh, Frost uh, Fleming College it's, it's the Frost campus of, the, oh. of Fleming College and Oh. We've got a goal. Oh, a little bit of controversy here. It does look like a little bit of controversy. They're talking about, I don't know, goaltender Net interference, nets off. I'm not really sure what the call on the ice was there. I wasn't entirely looking, but the goaltender, Max Power, not looking pleased. Well, what happened there is the league-leading scorer, Dustin Carson, came in on a bit of a breakaway, put a little move on Max, yeah. kind of ran out of room and ran right into the post, not uh, looked. Look from where I'm sitting to have knocked it off its uh, its hinges there. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if he put in his own rebound. We'll have to check the score sheet afterwards. But 
I think the net was off. Yeah. It's moorings. Well, but the goal stands. The, it's on the board. We got a two-one game. So, um, so, so we're the big about news: Lindsay, Frost College, Fleming Fleming College, the Fleming Frost College. campus. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know what? I played. Um, we play. I, I did a a street hockey tournament when I was there. That's okay. that's the extent of my uh, hockey in Lindsay experience. Although I did go to a Pete's game in Peterborough because it's just down the highway, right? Okay. So, um, oh! And I... Nice went, save. Went to a Generals game in Oshawa because it's just down the other highway. And, uh, I, you know, I got uh, family in Oshawa, so... But the big news, though, coming out of the first, the the first part of our discussion. Yeah, uh, you got new gloves. I did so. get new gloves. Long overdue, Tom. Yeah. These uh, I, was, I was sporting a pair of old leather Easton gloves. That's what I got. The, and and I like them because they're East, They're leather. Yeah. Which you you can't. You can't get those anymore. You can't find leather gloves like anywhere. Maybe pro stock ones, but even those these days. Not even. Yeah. Not even. And so uh, my lovely wife, Leah, and my kids got me a, a little gift card for uh, the pro hockey life uh, for my birthday. And they were having a sale. And so I went and I picked up a pair of uh, nice black Sherwood yeah. 5030 gloves. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Paul Coffey. Because <laughs> yeah. I figured if I can't use the old 5030 wooden stick, then you can get a. I'll, I'll use his gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so. what? I've got a. Um, my shoulder pads are the Sherwood 5030s. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why even wear them? But I do, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so I look forward to, uh, to breaking those in. Nice. Well, I look forward to not having cold hands because I've got massive holes in yeah, the palms yeah. of mine. Well, and that's the problem with gloves. I'm right-handed, so my left hand, yep. that glove always gets holes in it. Yeah. Uh, and I've had my gloves repalmed two or three times now, mm -hmm. um, which is great. But then inevitably, it's going to need it again because the you know the holes just come right back. So, and so. I was weighing this because I like those those old black Eastons, but I'm starting to run out of material on the fingers for them to stitch the leather into. Yeah, well, that's the well. thing too. Yeah, you do it a few times and and you run out of room to kind of stitch them. Yeah. Last so, last time I got it done, I just told the guy, I was like, just do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Well, and there's a couple of guys in town that that do the old leather work uh my buddy connor tells me that the best place to go is to find yourself an old shoe repair guy yeah the no. the uh cordon cycle guy i think he's retired now but okay. uh for a long time you know he did gear gear repair as well as skate sharpening he was known for his skate sharpening okay he was known for talking your ear off as well but uh, but he is retired now, so don't so, don't don't take your skates there anymore. So yeah, I'm hanging up a pair of old gloves that still had lots of goals left in them, and buying yeah. a, gonna be uh, using a new pair that well, hopefully have a lot of goals in them. So exactly, we'll see. right? We'll see how that goes. Yeah, 
I always find like when you when you when you get a new piece of gear, um, it just feels. I don't know, like it, like you've pleased the hockey gods, and so they reward you with like a nice bounce or something. Yeah. You know? Well, and we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna be testing them out uh, tomorrow night. Okay. Oh. Jeez, I looked the other way, and another that looked like a bit of a weird one. Another tough bounce for uh, Le Mitem Malad. Just like that, it's three-one. What was that bounce? Was that Wes or Eric? I'm not sure. All right. I know that uh, number 33 put that one in. Second goal of the game for him. Okay. Pinching, pinching down and got a rebound. There you go. Um, yeah, so Garage League action here. We're, we're tuned in. And again, Shane Mason. I mean, the guy is all over the place tonight. Getting in all alone, all over. Um, it must be some carryover of their Hawaiian shirt vibes from last weekend's uh, doubleheader sort of garage league celebration. But uh, the spare parts, like, you talk about this league and it's a draft league, so there's there's parity because the, the, a, the aim is to make make the league pretty even the real deal with a big clapper the real he, he or likes, uh, the brother he talk, no that was uh, the real. real deal all right yeah real Dion uh, or Durant Durand. the um, he likes the namesake, he likes a slap shot he does he does his brother does too but you know the namesake of the Mitam Malad uh, you go back a few years with Caress of Steel in the ASHL and uh Rail's got a knack for kind of making a couple moves and the puck. You know how some guys you just the puck just goes with them. Mm-hmm. It's like surely he can't come out of this pile with the puck. Um, and Rail's one of these guys where he does come out of the pile with that puck and it just like sticks to him. And it's always like how or why you don't know. But yeah, right there. He was in the right place at the right time. He didn't need any sick mitts for that one. He just kind of clapped at home. A bit of a half clap. But uh, what I was trying to say, though, before he scored, spare parts. Yes. Is this team stacked? Like, would you say, like, they lead the league in goals scored. They have, like, three of the top. five top scorers in the league. Yeah. Um. I feel like defense isn't even an issue for them. Like, they're fine. They're definitely gifted offensively, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've, they've got, I mean, as we mentioned, league leading scorer Dustin Carson, who I think he's got another one tonight already. Uh, well, you got, and then, you got and then Carson, you got Shane Mason. Harris, number 11. Who led the league in scoring last year. He led the league in scoring last year. Shane Mason, Charlie Mustache, the guy knows how to put the biscuit in the basket so for sure there's uh they're a bit of, they're a bit of a what they'd call an offensive juggernaut i'd say yeah yeah and they've been they've been pretty hot as of late yeah um i think so, winners of three in a row maybe uh 
They've won uh, a couple. That's a good of, question. I'm not entirely they've sure. Been, they've been they've been on a good streak. Yeah. Um. So, we're about halfway through the Garage League season. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, like the games played numbers vary a little bit from team to team. Spare parts lead the league in games played. This being, I think, what we say, their twelfth game. I think this is number. Yeah, number eleven. I think okay. it's number eleven. Well, um, you know, and then our team's got, I think, two fewer games. So at yep. some point, it's all going to even out. Well, and so we'll get one back. Uh, we start up the Saturday before everybody else. Oh, a nice little pass right there. after Christmas. Yeah, and or then, after New Year. And then uh, there's another another. Uh, the week of the Apocalypse Tournament. We don't play on that Saturday, so that's where we get our other game back. Okay. Because which, we've got a Thursday game or something? Yeah. Which late in the season could could definitely be some pivotal points. For sure. In the playoffs. Oh, a nice save. Eaton yeah. Harris knocking right at the door. Yeah. Max Power with a big save. Yeah. Keep it 3-2. I went ahead and pulled up the uh, league the standings and stats here just so that we have a bit of a reference point for what we're yammering on about. <laughs> sure. So yeah. it is the Spare Parts 11th game of the season tonight. Tonight, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mitemelad's their 10th game. So um, two teams will have played 10, 1, 11, and 1, 9 after tonight. Yeah. And so we will play Les Mitemelad that week, the week of Apocalypse. Yeah. And then we'll catch catch up That'll with that. Uh, That'll even everything up. Yeah, we'll catch up with Busta Twines. Yeah. On that first uh, first Saturday in January. Oh, big shot! Big shot there from Mason. Um, yeah. So we were talking about the offensive juggernaut that is the spare parts. Uh, in ten games played, they have thirty nine goals for. Next in the league is Busta Twines with thirty three. Then mm-hmm. Mo- the Le Malad and the Winter Club Seals both have 26. Of course, uh, Malad's mi- the Mitts got two tonight so far. So, um, but <laughs> goals have been at a premium for for our team lately. I feel I find, uh, but uh, you know, we don't we don't have the luxury of having three of the five top we're, scorers in the we've league. We've got a, but got a bit, bit of a more balanced attack. Yeah. Contributions from everywhere, Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, here, oh, we just about had a nice little two-on-one break out there, but uh, lost the puck to the corner. Uh, but at the halfway mark, do you see, uh, you know, standing from, a, you know, an impartial, unbiased kind of uh, viewpoint, you see any change in the potential uh, standings right now, or do you feel like is it kind of? Uh... Well, it's been it's been interesting, and I mean, I think we've alluded to this on past podcasts. Uh, the Busta Twines Busta Twines kind of got out of the gate a little slow this year. They had some issues with getting enough guys out, uh, some attendance issues. Uh, I think that you know. Um, We've seen them kind of pick it pick it up, and they've been knocking on the door on a couple of the, the more recent games. 
as they get their players out, I think they're right there with everybody else. Uh, I think that what you've seen from our team is that we have to play a certain style. We have to kind of play a uh, like a, a defensive game. Yeah. But you know, we're good. We're play a good team game. I think that um, we can't get into shootouts with either of the teams that are on the ice tonight because I don't think we're going to win those, <laughs> right? We don't we don't score a ton of goals in bunches. We win games 4-2 well, we 5-3. We beat the Mitamalad 2-1 last game yeah. out, right? So exactly. That's pretty much indicative of the style we played. But with oh, uh, a bit of a bit of a body check there from number 63 we'll Real Duran. See what the call's going to be. It might be a hold, but finish 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 the check. What do we got here? Well, he's trying to get off the ice. Trying 63, to sneak over. he's calling him with the hold, I think, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, giving him the the old two for holding. Ref Brady on the ball. Well, all Real needs is an assist, and he's got himself a garage league <laughs> Gordie Howe hat trick. <laughs> the penalty. The Somebody goal. should go over and tell him that while he's in the box. Yeah, yeah. That would light up his eyes, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, this is, so this is should be interesting because this is where a team like the spare parts is going to definitely thrive is on on the power play with the man advantage. Yeah, we saw them pregame running drills. Yeah, the, the warm up maybe like a garage drills. league first. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky yeah, if I, I get a stretch in. Well, exactly right. And Danny Margarita, he plays his best when he doesn't warm up. He says, "Come out and maybe just like." Get one little stretch in, and sure. Then he goes out and scores a couple goals. But um, I, I think one time I attempted to uh, to get the horseshoe going. You know that one where you got half your guys in one corner, half in the other, and you kind of come out, you circle around, hit like the, guy I, the pass, like a, take the shot. Pretty simple warm up. I think I suggested that once, and it was uh, a bit of a like looked like at was, like you were uh, yeah. Trying to play soccer on the ice or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're doing a good job on the penalty kill so far, limiting them. Uh, although, you know, you got to look out here because... Nope. Came in offside there. So, 40 seconds left in the, in the second period of a 3-2 game. Got a minute left in the penalty to Real Durand and... Uh, yeah, I would say the Mitamalad doing a pretty admirable pretty job, job on the penalty kill so far. They're, they've got it down in the spare parts zone, and I mean, that's... It's kind of dogging the puck a little bit, holding it up, killing some clock. Yeah. Yeah, moving it around. Oh, that's a dangerous one. No, you got, got it out of danger. Very nice That's work. the uh, local author Sheldon Bernie lookalike. Um... <laughs> And I feel bad because I don't know his name, but... Uh, He's number nine? Yeah. We'll look that up and... We'll look that up and we'll get back to you. We'll, we'll make it right on the next episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. As you can hear, the buzzer's gone. So I think that means we're, we're out of time, basically. So we're going to... Got to wrap up this uh, show. we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up, Jared. Get, get so, off the ice. So, so what are we going to go out on, Tommy? 
I don't we know. Gotta, we what do you like? Song? What do you what like? Do I, what do I like? You're yeah. Put what me are you listening spot? to these days? Oh, jeez. That's a big question. Like, what's the most recent thing you listened to today? <laughs> Music-wise. <laughs> the Winter Seals playlist in my car. Okay. Probably some Taylor Swift. Okay. Well, what, what song on the Seals playlist came up? That ah, you know what? I'm going to play the song that I try and play on my way to the rink. But it's it's an old punk song by a band called the Rosillos. Okay. It's called Somebody's Gonna Get Their Head Kicked In Tonight. Oh yikes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not a festive tune, but it definitely gets you in the mood. Okay. All right, folks, if you're on your way to hockey right now, turn this one up. Cause uh that's gonna get you amped it's up. Gonna, it's um, gonna get you going. You know what? And if you're on your way to a business meeting, maybe just like you know, listen to some some lo-fi beats or yeah something. yeah 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 so uh yeah thanks for tuning in to talking hockey the hockey talking show we're uh you know this is our little uh from live from the rink segment here where we're just chit-chatting talking away talking um, hockey talking hockey and uh that's what we do we thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you next time uh and this is the Rosillos here on talking hockey the hockey talking show